Hey everybody, this is Josh McKinney, and I just want to welcome you to episode 138 of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. So you guys know, if you're an avid listener of the show, the episode's got a bunch of titles that usually can only mean one thing. It's random show time. So today's random show is, uh, uh, it's going to be as random as they always are, except there, there's a difference to it. A lot of times when I do the random shows, it's a lot of listener questions. Uh, and I probably could have done that with how many people have been messaging me with suck less Saturday questions. Uh, man, normally when I ask for messages on something, when I ask for five-star reviews, uh, I, the podcast has never had any real pool, uh, pull p-u-l-l not pool like i'm swimming um but any real pull for uh um anything if i asked for episodes for or questions for suckless saturday i would just get a few and it would be very hard to create this reoccurring podcast because of it right uh or if an, I, would, I would ask for five star reviews it would just get a few and it never seemed to make that much of a difference well, right now, uh, we are starting to live, I think, in uh, what will begin the golden age of the I Suck at Jiu-Jitsu show. Uh, more people are starting to listen. More people are starting to review. More people are starting to send me messages about uh, episode ideas. And I promise you, I want more of those messages. I want more of those ideas. Uh, um, I'm not saying this to deter you and say, oh, well, now it's really going to be tough to get a question in. It really isn't. I plan on creating different streams of content eventually. I think we might even talk about uh, maybe some of my future plans uh, as a coach and as a podcaster in this episode. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what there is. But um, just talking to you guys about you know about my plans and stuff uh, one of the big plans that I have is to put out different content not just um, not just a podcast or not just two podcasts eventually and I've made stabs at this but I've never gotten to um, while I have a, a, a brand that's doing well, um, like the, the I Second Jiu-Jitsu show has. And so uh, I think I'm going to start to move to doing some YouTube type videos too. Uh, my dad and I, or, or just all these different people that I get to be with and, uh, and train with, just some more, I don't know, just a YouTube channel might be helpful for getting you better at Jiu-Jitsu. I know not everyone is an audio learner. I know there are people who even watch, uh, watch the podcast on YouTube, which is crazy. You just watch me talking to myself in my office. What a weird world we live in, right? Um, but yeah, let's just go ahead and uh, get into this episode. Uh, a lot of times I do these, a lot of times I do these random shows just because um, you know, I have a lot of different things on my mind. A lot of times I do them, honestly, a lot of times I do them to decompress from a crazy weekend. And this weekend was a crazy weekend. And that's probably where I'm going to end up talking a lot about um, as I talk about the future, because this weekend really showed me um, a lot of stuff that I think I can push towards and try to plan and do uh, in the future for the show and for my everyday life. Uh, so let's look at, oh, this is fun. We just finished an episode from Suck Less Saturday on flipping the switch. Um, talked about getting into that just do jujitsu state. And so uh, 
I got to experiment with it a little more this weekend. And I'll tell you guys all about the weekend, what what this weekend even was. Um, but uh, I'll just give you this scenario really quick to start out because I think it was really cool uh, feedback, at least for me. So I taught at a uh, at a, a Midwest Jiu-Jitsu camp this weekend. I taught with uh, <clears throat> Chewy from the Jiu-Jitsu show, and I taught with Mark Vives, uh, who is a man. Is Mark a full? No, I think Mark's a third degree black belt. Man, he might be a fourth degree now. I don't know. Um, but Mark is, a, is, is has been a black belt for a very long time. Uh, I came up fighting Mark's students, and uh, now we're on the same team, and got to teach side by side with him. Um, but uh, I taught the first night, and then I taught uh, uh, the next morning, and then I sat in Mark and Chewy's seminars, and, and honestly, I drilled in those some, and it was uh, got some good training in those too. But by the time it's time to roll, I'm pretty exhausted. I rolled hard Friday night, and then it's Saturday now. And um, I know we're getting to about the 20-minute warning, 15-minute warning on uh, it's about time to be doing live rounds. And I was thinking, man, what can I do? I had rolled out a little bit, uh, but I could tell my my legs still weren't there, my hips still weren't there. And uh, what can I do? What can I do? Man, I got to, you know, it's, it sucked last Saturday. I got to try to see if I can do some right breathing exercises and just without any music, without anything else, just put myself where I need to be to roll. And uh, I laid down on the mat and in the corner, not in the middle, like a weirdo, you know, uh, I was already closing my eyes and doing breathing exercises. And I probably did 30 breaths altogether, some fast, some slow, some really deep and slow, some held, uh, just really got some control of my breath, uh, and created my mental talk, called myself by my secret nickname and, uh, um, went into training and felt, felt fine. Felt like it was normal training to me. Uh, even though energy wise, I, I didn't feel like that right before. And, uh, you know, I just, I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't feeling it before. I was very exhausted. Uh, you know, it's first time teaching in front of this group of people brought a ton of energy and man, I was really depleted by that time where it's time to roll. But those breathing exercises, that little mindset check, uh, man, it really seemed to make a difference. If you guys need to know more about that, uh, the most recent episode, uh, that is on the podcast is a suck less Saturday episodes, like 12 minutes. And I just talk about flipping the switch. And so I just, practiced. I got to practice some of that this weekend. And I, I thought I would share that with you guys. Uh, something else I got to do this weekend was, like I said, I got to teach alongside of, uh, of Chewy and Mark. And um, man, when you have, uh, when you have people that are mentors in jujitsu. Uh, I think a lot of us starting out at white and blue belt, we have a ton of mentors. We have um, these purple belts, brown belts, black belts, our coach, these people that that really do watch out for us and, and say, hey, don't do this tournament, do this tournament. Don't, don't compete this way, uh, compete this way. Don't cut so much weight. Don't, you know, do this, don't do that, right? And uh, it's really fun to have these guides. Now, what happens at Black Belt is, uh, at least for a lot of us, is you start, you know, you have your own school. For me, I have my own school. I get to see my main guide, my main coach, uh, 
less and less because of that, right? I'm busy. I'm trying to teach more. And uh, so, you know, I, I get to less access to my coach. And a lot of times that starts to happen and people just say, well, I'm the coach now. Uh, so I don't need anybody. And I think that mentality is terrible if you want to grow, uh, if you want to keep getting better. I think like people that are higher belts that are listening to this show, they're probably saying, hey, online, I found this guy that is kind of a mentor. It's not just about jujitsu technique that we talk. It's just about how to how to use jujitsu, how to get the most out of jujitsu and uh, how to be a good grappler, right? And those are the kind of the things that we talk about on the show. And so, uh, you know, I like to learn this way from my mentors. And so I got to spend a weekend with two of my mentors. If you guys, it's no secret. I talk about it all the time, how much Chewy helped me, especially in the beginning of the show. Chewy was really one of the most, I mean, he's probably the first successful jujitsu content creator that there is before we called them content creators. He was successful in the jujitsu space on YouTube. Right. And, uh, and then Mark is one of one of the most successful jujitsu competitors that there is right now. Uh, Mark competes. He just moved to master four black belt, but Mark competes every weekend. I mean, and then when he's not competing, he's teaching seminars and, you know, it's just, it's crazy to see how much this guy can travel and have success and not only have success, but be healthy in it too. And so these are two guys that like the whole whole few weeks leading up, I was just so excited. I had so many questions to ask them. Uh, and, uh, that's where we're going to talk about like learning in concept. Uh, so I had the opportunity to teach in concept and I'll talk about that, um, in what I taught in just a second. But, um, you know, when it comes to learning a lot of times, we take whatever words are spoken to us. And if it's somebody we respect, somebody we like, and we take them as law, right? Um, or we read a book from somebody we like, and we take it as uh, law. We say, we've got to follow it in this way. And I'll give you an example. Uh, so I ask, I won't talk too much about this because I need to just have Mark on again, and we can really dig into his, um, his weekly schedule to be able to compete every weekend because it isn't just, um, oh, we'll just be tough and just bash your head against the wall. Mark has a very well thought out weekly program. And so um, he and I, that was actually the first night that we get there. I'm in between teaching. I taught the, the, the first session. I'm in between teaching stuff. And I would walk over to Mark and I would say, hey, Mark, uh, uh, how do you compete? How do you compete seven days a week? And then he would say, oh, he'd say, why? Well, I, I learned from football players. And I would go, what, what do you mean? You've learned from football players. He goes, think about it. He goes, what other sport are you competing once a weekend? You know, what other sport is it as one and done as jujitsu? Huh? Wow. That's a really, that's a really good statement. When I say football, I mean, American football. Um, and so Mark, Mark has gotten to train with a lot of NFL players and he had this, this idea on training. And what was really cool because, uh, neither Mark or I is very rigid in our thinking. Um, we would talk about parts of his training and instead of him saying, yes, 
here, I'm going to send you the seven day plan. This is what you should do. He would say, I do it like this. And then he would give me some other ideas, you know, and like, yeah, for you in this situation, you could do it this way, or you could do this. Right. And we weren't following the exact same program. We were talking about the ideas and the concepts that make the program work. So all my questions, the questions that I was asking were along like, hey, Mark, um, okay, you said that Wednesdays, you only kind of roll light, uh, you know, and, and we talk about that. We talk about what Wednesday was and, you know, and we get, start to get deep on it. And I said, well, so what if you compete on Friday? What do you do? And then he had some ways to change it. And so I was able to uh, not just take it at surface level, which if I had taken it at surface level, to be honest, I would have gotten great, um, you know, had a, had a great effect from it. Um, but I really believe taking it at the conceptual level, taking it the, you know, as we always talk about on the podcast, taking it for inspiration and then trying to apply it is, uh, is really, really important. Whoa. Did I not actually put this in my notes. I plan on talking about this. Well, we got there anyway. Um, so taking it as inspiration, taking an idea as inspiration is really, really important. Uh, so, uh, another example, right. Of finding inspiration and finding little things. It doesn't always have to be, um, it doesn't always have to be a question that you ask, but a lot of times it is a lot of times when you get to be with a mentor, Asking the perfect question is incredibly important. Uh, for example, I asked Chewy the same question um, six months apart, but I ask it better the second time. I ask what I actually intended to find out the second time, and I'll tell you what the question was. So, with Chewy, you know, like I am not, uh, I don't teach a lot of seminars. Honestly, I want to say that this was probably the fifth seminar I've ever taught. Um, and uh, it's just not something that I had put a lot of effort into because I was just so, if I was traveling, it was to compete. Right. And, um, uh, Chewy, on the other hand, this guy has taught hundreds of seminars and there's a difference when you go to a Josh McKinney seminar and some of the people know him, some of the people don't, some of the people are excited. Some of the people aren't, you go to a Chewy seminar, everybody knows this guy and they expect a lot out of it, right? They, they do. You're going to expect a lot out of it. This dude's this huge YouTube content creator. And I feel like he delivers. But something that I really noticed, I watched him teach. And honestly, when I say I watched him teach, uh, I watched less of the technique that he showed and more how he showed it, how he interacted with people, and especially how he interacted with the group. I told you guys how I taught Friday night, Saturday morning. I was dead. And now I watched Chewy teach and his ability to control his energy level was unbelievable. And I'd actually asked him six months ago. I said, Chewy, when do you, uh, you know, how do you not get tired from doing these seminars? And it was too generic. The question was too generic. And he said, huh? Um, you know, I, I do this and he had just a few little suggestions, right? Uh, well, I got to watch him teach and he 
did this thing. It was, it was unbelievable. You can, when you're teaching, you notice sometimes people start to go off into space. Okay. Uh, a lot of times for me, that means, okay, time to drill, right? Time to go into designated winter, time to go into movement again. Uh, that's what it usually tells to me when I see that and I can't get people's attention. Or it tells me I need to use more energy and try to get them up again. And uh, um, that's an exhausting way to look at it, especially if you're teaching three times in a weekend, right? Uh, So I saw Chewy deal with the same thing. People start to go out and it was amazing. He would just change his topic. He was talking about the technique and then all of a sudden I would notice, oh man, that guy's starting to, and then Chewie would notice it too. And then he would sit down and start telling a story and I would watch everyone's faces. They would start to get upright again. They would start to smile again. They would start to make eye contact with him again. And then he would go back into the technique and then be done with it. Uh, And it was, it wasn't like he did it once. This dude just kept. He just managed everyone else's energy for them. I'm having trouble managing my own energy. He managed the energy level of the entire class. When I manage the energy level of the entire class, it just means that we're all pumped up and we all have a lot of energy. We're all going to be dead. It wasn't like that. It was different. And so um, I actually came up to him right after Chewy. Okay. I've asked you this question before, but I think I have a better way to ask it. And I didn't, I just said, I'm struggling with too much energy. And then I pointed out what I noticed and he, uh, he goes, Oh, okay. He goes, do this. He goes, do you ever like see me, um, like maybe rub my knees or squeeze my hands or rub my hands together while I'm talking. And he says, I do it a lot. And it has to do with, um, when I'm teaching, it's very mental. He says, um, but when I rub my hands together, I get like a physical, output or physical input. Right. And, uh, he goes in and it starts to balance it to being physical and mental again. And, uh, I experimented with that on the third day. I, that's how I tried to teach my seminar on the third day. And I noticed like we were driving home afterwards after, you know, this is my third time teaching now. And I thought, man, I don't feel half bad. I could, if I needed to, I could teach again tonight. Uh, but it was a concept. I actually asked the same question twice even, right? Because he just, he just told me the first time what I had asked, right? Uh, he had answered the first time what I had asked. When I was able to give an example of what I was missing, he said, oh, okay, I get what you're asking now. And he had an answer for it, right? Uh, so when you're learning from mentors, try to uh, your best think outside the box with even what you're asking. You're going to learn so much more. Uh, Something that was awesome for me. And then we'll kind of get to what I taught at this seminar. Uh, So I got to go to this weekend, we went to Stronghold Jiu-Jitsu and um, they're in, uh, I think it's DeForest, DeForest, Wisconsin, DeForest, Wisconsin, DeForest, Wisconsin. Let's say that. Um, But that's where they're at. And it is a very tough room. Uh, First night I went in, And I don't know. I just had this expectation. They were all excited to, um, they were all excited to, to hear me. A lot of people listen to my podcast. And so then my mind, I was like, man, uh, just like my own negative self-talk was like, man, I wonder how good this team is going to be if they're actually excited about seeing me. (laughs) 
right? It, it's, it's weird how that, how your self-talk just does that. Um, but then I get to go and start training with everybody. I'm like, okay, black belt here's tough. Okay. The purple belts are pretty tough. Okay. The blue belts here are pretty tough. And uh, me and my student Bryce got to go up and every time it was time to train, it felt like home. We were just fighting. It was, it was a blast, right? Uh, we were received so well at this, this event, probably better than I've ever been received in my life. Uh, but uh, uh, the first night, this was kind of like the conversations leading up. Uh, I knew Bryce was going to be going with me and uh, Bryce does video work and, and he's doing all my video work for me here. And so we've talked about it. We're like, this is what I'm going to teach. This is what I'm going to teach. And you know, it, when you're teaching things that are conceptual, when they're ideas, it's going to shift. You're going to say, okay, well, you know, like, cause, cause how do you know everyone got your idea? I can know very easily that everyone understood my technique and can perform my technique with proficiency. Right. And then they just need some reps, but how do I know that they actually understand my ideas? Right. And so it, it, it takes a lot of conversation. It takes a lot of parts, but um, me and Bryce had been talking and I was like, okay, these are the three seminars I'm going to teach. And I go, I really would love, I would love to add designated winner to one of these seminars. I was like, maybe I'll add it on the second or third day when people kind of trust me because designate, that's a weird thing to say, Hey, uh, for the hour and a half that are supposed to be teaching you guys, I'm going to teach you, but I'm not going to show you any techniques. I'm not going to show you any techniques at all for an hour and a half. I'm just going to teach you how you could be getting better on your own um, with the right types of drilling, sparring, and training method. And um, so I wanted to do that, but I was nervous. I didn't, I don't know. It was, I was very nervous about it. And Wade, who, uh, who runs the school and was just awesome through the whole experience, uh, sends me a message the next day, Bryce. And I just talked about it the next day, he sends me a message and he goes, Hey, me and some of the guys were talking. Do you think you'd be willing to show designated winner as one of your seminars? And my heart started racing there. I was so excited. I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And so then again, I was going to teach it on the second or the third day. And as me and Bryce drove to Wisconsin, the more I was like, Hey, I feel like my seminars will be even better tomorrow and the next day if I can have people do designated winner. And I go, so let's teach them tonight. I think tonight's the night. And we showed up and uh, we taught the idea of designated winner. We taught a training method for a seminar. What seminar have you ever gone to that has ever done anything like that? That has said, hey guys, we're going to learn how to get better at whatever, not just what I'm good at. And, um, we got to talk skill development in it and we looked at, uh, some certain skills to develop. Um, but what was really cool was I, I got these guys drilling for, they, they probably drilled for an hour and 15 minutes straight. Everyone had smiles. People were more excited by the end of drilling than they were in the beginning. Uh, and people, we did a lot of guard passing stuff. Uh, and then I let people drill what they wanted to. And, uh, um, by the time I taught guard passing the next day, I actually taught my guard passing people understood the movements so well that I just said, Hey, look at this, look at this, look at this. And they just drilled it. I didn't say, put your hands here, do this grab here. If he puts his foot here, we're going to move. We didn't show technique. I just said, Hey, we're going to get around the legs. If you, if you can step near the hip and the shoulder, it's going to help you. If you can beat this leg. 
it's going to help you. Sometimes it's good to go through, but usually let's go out, right? Let's go around. And then by the time I actually taught my Toriando pass, my technique, not only did people understand it, people had their own ways of doing it already. They already had their own spice to the movement that I showed because of designated winner. Um, and because of that, what was even cooler is, like I said, Mark Vivas is, dude's, dude's crazy. I, I really just, I, I, every time I've gotten to hang out with Mark, had a great time. But this dude is just, um, at Master 4, is more jujitsu obsessed than I am. Maybe not more, but about the same. We really, we just talked. I don't know if we talked about something that didn't have to do with jujitsu the entire weekend. And um, uh, what was really cool is this old school guy is so non-rigid in his thinking. He goes, yeah, that designated winner, that's a good term. He says, we do some things like this. I love that. And he started using the term. He started using the language designated winner. Hopefully he takes that back to his guys and they can start to use designated winner. I really think, I really think that there is something to this, uh, to designated winner. I think that eventually that it's going to be a movement. I do. I think that it is going to be a way, a, a type of training that is accepted and used all over the country, at least all over the Midwest. Um, and it's because I got to see how it was received. It was bizarre. The response that I got, I got the same response from the, the people in Wisconsin as I did from my students at head Nod, which really surprised me because these people in Wisconsin, a lot of them don't know me. They have no reason to trust me. Um, but they, they liked the idea. They liked they liked the, the training method and, uh, actually three different people were from different schools. I'm sure there were more people there that were from different schools, but three different people from different schools came up to me at some point in the weekend and said, I am bringing back designated winner to my school. And I said, Hey, if you search it on YouTube, I said, jujitsu show will be the number one pop-up or on Spotify or whatever. You should search designated winner on Google. I said, jujitsu show will pop up. So you will have 45 minutes of free information that you can share with your coach or you can share with your whoever. And so uh, it was weird. People loved it. And it was my first time getting to, it's my first time getting to share it. And, um, uh, and, and this is kind of what I wanted to, I guess, go from here is like, I got to teach conceptual learning. I taught distance management for my guard passing seminar. Um, you know, we taught uh, chest over chest and excessive distance. I, I think I talk about these things on the show. I, I th- I'm sure on like the blitzing episodes, I referenced distance management and then I did a, a distance management episode much better at articulating it now, but um, that's a different conversation for a different day. Um, but this is the conversation I want to go to. Uh, I am at a point now where I want to share more of my jujitsu. And so I understand that people that listen to the show, we have content creators that listen to the show. We have school owners that listen to the show. Uh, and I really, 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 I want to spread the word of jujitsu. And that does not mean that it has to be like, Hey, bring me in for a seminar or bring me in for a week long camp or bring me in for whatever. I want to hear your ideas on it. Um, but the big thing, like understand this is my goal is to get a little bit 
different of a style of teaching out to the jujitsu world, a, a much different style of learning out to the jujitsu world. Uh, and I have a group of people that like the show now. Uh, or if you're, if you're not a coach, if you are somebody, a lot of people that listen to the show, they listen because their coach has been on the show and, or if a person they like has been on the show and, um, and that's why they listen to the show, but, uh, understand you don't have to be a coach to say, Hey, uh, coach, this Josh McKinney guy, he he's doing seminars. He's doing, you know, if we live closer to him, you know, and he can drive and I'm Midwestern, we can drive way longer than we should be able to, uh, to do a seminar. Uh, but, uh, just these, these idea-based seminars instead, pretty much anything you've ever heard a podcast on, of course, blitzing and pacing, um, things like that. I can teach an entire seminar on them to get your students to understand it. It, uh, I, it, what I would consider an incredibly high level. That is uh, something I've learned from Chris Paynes. When you're teaching, a lot of times it's most important to talk about how you see it now and what you look for now and how you can make it easier to understand for yourself and then for everyone else, because for jujitsu to be, to get good at jujitsu, we need some understanding, right? And one of the best ways we all understand it differently. So where I would call, um, I would use a term of, uh, excessive distance. Somebody might, somebody might use the term of running away or creating space, right? Uh, I choose excessive distance. I think it's easier to understand, easier to remember, and it applies specifically, um, but when using those terms, when using that language, sometimes you explain, you explain what excessive distance is one time. And then instead of having to spend that whole time on that paragraph again, all I do is call it excessive distance. And everyone knows what I'm talking about. We all understand. And then I can show different ways that it applies. Um, but, uh, I was able to learn a lot of this idea on teaching from, or at least adapt a lot of this style of Chris Paynes. I think, um, I've always taught differently, but getting to last year, I got to have, um, Chewy, John Thomas and Chris Paynes all in teaching seminars. And if I had to guess, obviously I don't know these things. Um, but if we were to test those three people on the, uh, um, you know, on if they were artistic, athletic, or scientific learner, I think we would get one representative from each of the three. Okay. I think all three guys, each one is one of those learners. And so I got to learn from three really, really different perspectives last year. And it changed the way that I explained jujitsu. And uh, um, I think a lot of people would agree with that just who listen to the show. Uh, I was talking to my student Bryce about this on the way. And I go, Do you feel like the show? I'm like, do you feel like the show has gotten better? Cause he's listened to it forever. You think the show has gotten better in the last like six months? And he goes, yeah, no doubt. Like show's gotten way better in the last six months. And um, for me, it's that it's just a different style of teaching. It is. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. It's kind of like, it's kind of high volume concepts, right? You show one main concept and a lot of small things, a lot of easy little things for people to understand and people can take what they want from them. Uh, just like this episode, right? Probably out of everyone who listens to this episode, everyone's going to pick out something different that they like about it, something different that they don't like about it. Um, so 
then we'll look, oh yeah, and this is kind of where I was moving to. So with seminars, I am available for seminars, private classes, things like that. Uh, I am not, I am not too big for you to say, hey, you know, we don't have a huge school, but we have this. We can we can generate this time of money. What if you came up on a whatever day and taught a class or taught a few classes, and um, you know, maybe you guys had suggestions on what I would teach. Uh, now, other seminars that I am excited about doing is uh, sometimes like doing a little camp or like a joint camp would be better than just a seminar. And I think if that is the case, I think I do. I could do an entire joint camp with a a team and bring in some of my students to, to get some training in or um, what also might be fun. And I have uh, a few of these scheduled, but then I've talked to the other coaches and we want to do these Um, some seminars with some of my friends and I, or camps with some of my friends and I. Um, So uh, Kyle, my coach, Kyle Watson and I have been talking about that. been talking about, Hey, maybe somebody would bring us both in for a camp. We would, love to do that. Um, my dad and I were actually teaching a joint seminar in Florida in, um, in October. I'll give you guys the date of that. It's in Destin, Florida. Um, but I'll give you the date of that when that is finalized, it might even be a two day thing, but it'll be uh, Steve and Josh McKinney teaching. Uh, and then an exciting seminar that I just was talking to Chris Payne's about was Chris and I want to do a camp together. Uh, I think a Chris Payne's Josh McKinney jujitsu camp. And maybe we let Chris focus more on some conceptual stuff. And I will focus more on some training method stuff too. And then we, of course, combine our ideas. Um, I think that would be huge. I think that that would be, um, that would be honestly any three of these camps, just because my relationship is so good with these guys. And these guys are such high level uh, jujitsu coaches and we vary in the way that we teach, right? You would get a lot of variety in how you how you learn from us. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm not even putting an ad in this episode because that is what the ad I wanted to have is uh, have me in for a seminar, have me in for a private lesson, private class, whatever. Uh, just reach out. I am trying to get jujitsu out there. Uh, and uh, you guys can always message me, josh at simplifyingjujitsu.com or send me an Instagram message at the Josh McKinney. Uh, I think I respond about the same amount on both of those two, uh, those two things. So now let's look at, let's look at a little bit of taking criticism. And so this is kind of, this is fun because then we can kind of talk about some future of the podcast stuff. Uh, I finally made some decisions on where I want the podcast to go, at least for the next six months, right? Uh, I'm kind of finishing these, the first half of the year that I, I promised I would put out an episode every Thursday. Um, and I've done it. I'm halfway through, but, uh, what's kind of happening now is I, I am wanting to change, make a little bit of change, uh, make the podcast better. It's like just the same way we're always doing with jujitsu. That's what, if you want to be good at content creating, I think that's what you have to do too. Uh, uh, so a big thing that I'm going to start doing is some more in-person podcasts. Okay. And, um, I, I just bought some equipment that should be in within the next week or two. And I have my first idea of a person to do this with, to test everything out planned out. Um, but, uh, I'll tell you guys about that soon. That'll be a fun, interesting episode. Um, 
but I just have so many guys like, like Kyle, like my dad, like Nick Sanders, like junior people that I'm with all the time. Eric Kiebner, who's been on the show a few times, Justin Huff, some of my black belts. Um, like I've had so many guys that have been on this show and like, I think we could get a better episode. Um, not because I think their episodes are bad. I think they're some of my best episodes and what people consider their favorite episodes. I probably named somebody who you consider your favorite episode on the show. Um, the only person that I hear a lot of that I haven't named in this episode is Huron. Um, but regardless, when you have somebody in person and we can talk for 15, 20 minutes before and uh, have a cup of coffee before and really get in the zone and then start. And we're not on screen. We're not on zoom. Uh, I think you can get a better episode. And so I was, I really think that the in-person is going to be the way to go and the ability to do more than just one person, more than the podcast, just being one-on-one, how much fun would it be to have my dad and Kyle on an episode? And you get to hear the three of our relationship and uh, you know our friendship and just kind of how we chat with each other and whatnot. And so, uh, um, man, there's just, there's so many options with that. Um, but now we'll talk criticism. So, uh, I'm in the car with my student Bryce and, you know, it's, we drove probably a combined 12 hours, um, like there and back. And then plus, however often we were in the car going from the hotel to the, you know, to the seminar, to the gym or wherever. Right. Um, you know, you're in the car a lot, just having a lot of conversation. And, uh, at one point Bryce says on the way there, all right, I have a problem with the podcast and keep in mind, Bryce has listened to most episodes. So if he, if he says that he has a problem with the episode, I'm going to hear it. Right. If somebody who doesn't listen to the show has a problem with my podcast, I'm probably not going to listen to it. Somebody who um, is too critical that I just not going to accept their, their answer. I'm not going to listen to it. Right. People that are, you know, don't have that relationship. Bryce and I have driven in cars for a long time. I don't think he's ever criticized anything. Right. And so, uh, but he did. And so I'm, I'm going to be receptive. I'm going to hear it. And he says, well, it's not, it's not a problem. And then he doubles down and he goes, no, actually it is. It's a problem with something you say. And I go, oh, really? Let me hear it. And he goes, you say that you're not going to have anybody on from your team until they get their black belt. And I go, yeah, I do say that. I know that that's probably not the best way to do it. I know that I, I could. And he goes, think about it. You could get so many interesting episodes. And he names like three, four, five guys from our gym that aren't black belts. And I'm like, oh, this kid's right. I know. I know he's right. And I said, but Bryce, here's the problem. If I have a purple belt on, then every purple belt is going to get offended if I don't let them be on. And again, Bryce doubled down in the same way that I always, you know, I do this to, to my students a lot. Um, my student, Richie, always says, hey, don't tell Josh anything, like any aspiration that you have, unless you want him to never shut up about it, unless you want him to never stop reminding you about it. Right. Um, but we have these kind of, kind of conversations. This is what we should be doing. This is what you should be doing. And, uh, he goes, who cares? He says, you gotta, gotta make the podcast good. I'm like, man, that's true. Shoot. That's true. 
And we, I sat there for a second and I took the criticism. He's right. It would bring the podcast to another level. If I, and he gave other examples. He goes, think about the, the biggest episodes of, of Joe Rogan are the guys that were his buddies before those guys were famous. And, um, I'm like, yeah, he's right. Not that I'm Joe Rogan to any extent, but that is the gold standard of podcasting, right? Uh, At least in the podcast world for most people, most people look at Joe Rogan as the gold standard. Um, But, uh, you know, just that, that bit of criticism, I think might affect the show greatly. So that is kind of where I'm wanting to go for the future of the show is this, um, you know, more, more people I know and more combinations of people I know more in person with our interviews. Uh, and, uh, I think it's about time for me to lift my rule. I have so many interesting students that you guys need to meet, to be honest, uh, that I know you would love. And to be honest, it would probably give them a really good platform to start to build their own brands. So I think it's about time. I think I'm going to do it. Uh, you know, it is my podcast. So if it doesn't go well, I'll just say, Hey, I don't like you guys anymore. And I won't, I won't have them on, but I just think it's time. I think it'll be fun. Um, yeah, that's, that's all I have for you guys. I could go a little farther, but I've been, I've been messing with episode times a little more. I always feel like if I have the energy, I should do an hour or an hour and 15 or an hour and 30, but I don't know if that's always the most received. I almost think breaking it from and doing kind of trying when it's a personal episode and it's just me trying to cap it at like 45, 50 minutes, people start to lose focus after that. I think, um, you know, and then you think about like, if somebody has a 20 minute drive to work, like that 45 minutes is really, really perfect. Um, because then there's just a little more left to listen to. And then they finish, you know, like, it's, it's probably, the, it's probably the move who knows. Um, we'll see, but I really hope you guys are liking the suck last Saturdays. It's been fun to do something different, um, short and sweet and, um, usually a little more aggressive. And so that's been fun to do. Make sure you guys are emailing Josh at simplifying jujitsu.com for more Suckless Saturday episodes. And, um, you know, any question that you might have, just shoot me an email. Uh, oh shoot. This is, I didn't talk about this, but something that really was cool was, um, this part wasn't cool. This part sucked. Uh, Chewy had to leave a little early. He's actually on, uh, it was actually his, uh, he got married recently. So congratulations to Chewy. And so he had to get home and actually he had to get to, um, he had to get to a flight. I think he had to go on his honeymoon. And so, uh, he left, had to leave after the first seminar on Sunday morning. So it's just me and Mark Vives. Mark Vives teaches second, and then I get to teach third. And, um, we end, I end about 30 minutes early and there was already some planned question and answer, but I just thought, man, I think people would rather hear rather hear me and Mark's uh, opinions on things than what we've been talking about this whole week. Right. And so we open up for Q and a, and we do like an hour of Q and a, and, um, one, it was a blast. I learned stuff from Mark. Uh, I, hopefully he learned some things from me, but man, I learned so much from Mark during that time, just throughout the whole weekend. And then, uh, what was interesting was I think that only one person ask a technical question, like, like an, an actual technique in an hour of Q and a people only ask idea questions. 
They only ask conceptual questions. Had I have gone to a seminar two years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I don't know if that would ever have happened. It seems like it's always about technique. Uh, and even the technical question that was asked, I want to say that I gave a conceptual answer to. <laughs> so, um, you know, like there is a shift. Obviously, techniques are important in jujitsu. They're incredibly important in jujitsu. But they're not the only important thing. Strategies, skills, um, what else? Obviously, concepts. You know, there are so many things that go into being good at jujitsu, and so just focusing on technique is just looking at jujitsu through one lens. And uh, the more perspective you have, the better you are going to be at anything. I always think like this: Imagine if I could listen to an "I Suck at Jujitsu" episode, "I Suck at Jujitsu" show episode, with no recollection of recording it. And, um, you know, like how, how great would that be for me? I would be able to look from such a different perspective. I'd be able to say, is he actually making me excited to hear what's about to come on next? Is he actually keeping my attention? Uh, but I can't do that. Right. If I could though, it would be changed. It would be totally changed. Just one different perspective. I'd be listening to the same content, but it would just be a different perspective of it. Right. Uh, you know, getting to be a fly on the wall is sometimes better than even asking uh, specific questions because sometimes we're just not as good at asking questions. Sometimes we just absorb more uh, from from seeing. But it was really cool to just see the the shift of jujitsu. I think that that the conceptual shift is starting, the training method shift is starting, the skill development shift is starting, the strategy shift is starting people seeing jujitsu for more than techniques i think it's coming and uh yeah if you guys if you guys want me to help spread that at your school uh, any idea like that let me know uh let me and my dad know me and kyle me and chris uh and honestly there you guys know the people i'm close to i would teach i would love to teach a seminar with one of my students like eric hebner or um like justin huff or someone like that you know or logan wayne who Congratulations, Logan, just got his black belt. And so, uh, you know, those are those are things that I'm looking forward to doing. Help me do them uh, and help me help you guys. Uh, hopefully we can create a continue to create a symbiotic relationship on the show. How cool would it be if the show produced enough podcasts and enough simplifying jujitsu.com uh, uh, I guess purchasers that I just never had to run a real ad on the show. If you guys never had to hear about me talking about underwear, right? How cool would that be? Uh, hopefully we can get there, but that's only going to come by spreading the word of jujitsu. Uh, and so as always, hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys share an episode. Um, there's so many ideas that are innovative that we've just scratched on a little bit on the show. And, uh, I think they might help greatly help a lot of people. Uh, so send them to specific people, send them to people that you can help. That is a lot of the way I answer questions anymore when I am uh, at a seminar or when I'm at my gym is somebody will ask me something that's very deep and I can say, oh, well, I have a whole podcast on it. I have 45 an hour of content on it. Just go to episode whatever. 
and you can find it. Uh, it would be cool if you guys could use that too. And obviously it's not just the episodes that are solo. There's so many things that you can learn from when I had Sean Williams on, John Thomas on, all these different people on that teach us about jujitsu training and jujitsu ideas. Uh, and if you look with the right inspiration or for the right inspiration, you're just gonna keep getting better. You're just gonna keep growing um, uh, from the show and your so is your team. And so, uh, I guess this episode we should just title Josh McKinney is finally so happy about where the I suck at jujitsu show is going. Um, and, uh, just want to say, I greatly appreciate you guys really happy that you guys choose to listen to this show. And, um, I hope that we can change the jujitsu world together. Hope today's episode helps you guys suck just a little bit less at jujitsu. Have a great day guys.